They're not only for Bugs Bunny. They're for all of us. You should be growing carrots right here on the Backyard Gardens podcast. Leonard, roll the intro. To have a good harvest, one must plant good seeds and must also use the right kind of fertilizer. The carrots have grown large and firm. How good they will taste. Welcome to the Backyard Gardens Podcast, where we talk about all things gardening. We are your hosts, Ben and Batavia, and you can find me gardening in the country. And you'll find me gardening in the city. Get ready as we dig deep into this wonderful world of gardening, where we learn to grow and grow for change. All right, I'm not quite blue in the face, so I'm going to go ahead and say it one more time. Discount on our t-shirts, BYG Spring, 25% off. Ooh, about said 75%. That is 25%. <laughs> and become a patron if you'd like to support the show. One Minnesota month and one after show podcast a month just for you guys, amongst other things. But check it out. Links are below. And... uh It'll help support the show. So thank you so much. And if you are a patron, thanks for being here. All right. Carrots. 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 After all of this time, I still can't believe you can't figure can't totally out excited. when the bell is going to be rung. I, you know. This is I my just, new sign. You, you hold it back. You hold it back. <laughs> I like to be sometimes unpredictable, you make me, too. Yeah, you definitely are. So sometimes I'm like, that's a bell moment. And then I don't hear the bell. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> but hey, that's the benefit of you being in control of the bell. Yeah. So I'm for all of those that are watching this episode, I'm all smiles because I feel like I learned the most for this round of You Should Grow about carrots. Really? Yeah. Was that like See, a closing a, statement or is that that's an opening statement, I think? That's an opening yeah. statement. Yeah. Here's an opening one. I was already an expert, so I didn't learn anything. And if you were watching, you'd see that I rolled my eyes on that one. So Yeah, <clears throat> I am not frozen. This is just me trying to hold a smile. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they are. Um, they're not my not so secret love. So there's that. Yeah. But I definitely learned a few things as well. And um, just in case you're just now joining us, we're doing on Tuesdays this You Should Grow series. And we go in and out of it each year and we do them in four piece blocks. And the criteria is we tell you how to break down, how to grow a certain vegetable from when to plant it, how far to plant it apart, companions, uh, companion plants, plants it doesn't get along with, pests, diseases, how to harvest it, when to harvest it, uses, and then any kind of other information that we decide to give you <laughs> that fits within our time frame. <laughs> so without further ado, Miss Batavia, kick us off. Okay. So... Um I believe it's pronounced Dawkus, as that's the family that the carrot belongs to. Um, oh, you're going to go like that? Well, you know, right we talked about for some of the others, oh, it belongs to the coal crop family. So I searched it out and then I had to search how to pronounce the word. So, all right, I just I need to get that out so we can be done with it. Um, carrots are, depending on the variety, they're plants that can be grown throughout the year. They prefer the cooler weather. Um, so you'll see a lot of people planting for spring 
uh, putting seeds out for carrots as well as fall. I have my first failures for growing carrots were trying to sow them in the middle of the summer. It's not impossible, but there's some steps you definitely have to take to get kind of those seeds off the ground. Um, so I'm going to call them a plant that enjoys spring and summer. Um, there is the story around them being sweeter once frost hits them, but we're not going to dig into that just yet. Um, it is a biennial and it's another word that I had to practice saying because I want to say biannual, and that's not it. It's a biannual, yeah, biannual. crap, <laughs> crap, 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 crap. Oh, it's a crap. Oh, oh boy. There we go. Anywho. How dare you be rude to carrots? <laughs> um, and that just ties into when, like the win, right? You know, so first year of growing, second year would be producing seed. Um, that's what I have for when to grow. I'm going to move on to spacing, but I know you have something to add there. So I'm going to let you jump in for when to grow. I'm going to. I'm going to tell you how to trick it about biennial, being biennial at the end of the show. So stay tuned. Okay. So plant spacing. What's the rule? Is it, I didn't look up for square foot gardening. What is it like 16 carrots per square foot is what the, uh, mm-hmm. the guideline says. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's talk more so around kind of the planting area uh, for carrots. And even if you have kind of the short boys, I'd say give yourself at least 10 uh, inches of depth. So planting them in a container or a garden bed um, or in a row that has loose soil. Um, that's, you know, the carrot can actually produce that root. Uh, 10 inches is an ideal scenario. Um, anything shorter than six, you're probably going to have some carrots that kind of bottom out. I actually had a couple that curve last year. Uh, as far as distance apart, I do carrots generally I've done them in rows when I've tried them out and I grew some successfully last year Um, I'd say plant them and sow seeds heavily do as I say not as I do I have a struggle with sowing heavily and then thinning Um, but that's really a recommendation just because some of the difficulties when it comes to carrots germinating there is a video it's a short that is on backyard gardens tv on youtube where my brother Ben breaks down how to actually plant, cover uh, carrots, and to increase germination rates. So check that out. Spend the time to go there. It'll help you. Um, but I'd say somewhere between two to three inches apart, then coming back in and um, thinning those out because you want a little bit of room for that root to grow from side to side. Um, so that's what I have. Uh, you're covering the carrot seeds with maybe about a fourth of inch of soil up to maybe a half inch. You really just want to finally cover it. A half inch is probably even a little bit deep. Um, you want to make sure that you're evenly watering. You don't want those seeds to dry out, um, but you don't want them to be slopping around in water either. That's what I got. Yeah, the depth is super important mm-hmm. for those. I mean, they're so small. It's it's really important that you protect them when you plant them, especially from watering. And the key is to water first, then plant. And if you don't like sowing heavy, let me just ease your minds a little bit. The seeds only last for about a year. So you're going to get a big packet of seeds. Be generous with them because next year the germination rates just start to fall off dramatically. So, and if you're listening to this, sorry about that. I'm waving my hands around like I usually do when I hit the mic. So don't. Um, yeah. So companions, this is what grows well with carrots or it gets along with in the garden. Um, chives. So they will, and onions, they will deter aphids, 
which if you know and you have any experience with aphids aren't really that much of a problem. They're easy to take care of. And I know Batavia's like, shut up. But yeah, I that's disagree wholly. Yeah, I disagree wholly, but that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. We're allowed to have different opinions. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Leeks, they will deter carrot flies. Nasturtiums repel aphids as well. Radishes will loosen the soil so you can plant radishes before or you can plant radishes around them and then that will help loosen the soil. And I definitely think, let's say daikon radishes are a big one. They're a tiller, which means you plant them and then they'll till down to the ground and loosen it. And I almost would consider carrots the same thing. Once they start growing, they will loosen the soil in depth. So it's a good plant to put down. Um, and then rosemary will deter, 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 uh, carrot rust fly. Mm-hmm. So this is my fourth year growing carrots, I believe. I think so. And I've never had a pest. So let me just say that out loud. I've never had a pest yet. I definitely do uh, maintenance neem oil treatments and stuff like that on my garden. So that may have something to do with it. But as a whole, like I've never had an issue. Mm-hmm. Um, the foes, which are things that it does not get along with, is dill. So dill will actually release a chemical that will stunt the growth. So be careful of that. And fennel, if you grow it, I mean, I don't know a lot of people that grow fennel, but if for some odd reason you're growing fennel, it will attract a variety of pests to it. So maybe you could think of planting um, fennel in another portion of your garden in order to be a trap crop where things will go to it instead of to yours if you have issues. And then parsnips, they are just susceptible to everything, all the same issues. So be careful of how close you're planting those together. I've grown parsnips two years now, and I planted last year parsnips next to my carrots and had no issues. But I could see where if you'd have issues with one, you'd have issues with the other. So you definitely want to try and limit that as a whole, I believe. Mm -hmm. Yeah, agreed. I think that, um, and we talk about this generally when we talk about things like summer plants uh peppers and tomatoes how they're in the same family and in some places they're recommended to grow grow together and other places they're not and it's more of if one goes down they both will probably go down so i grew parsnips and carrots together last year uh before we had done this you should grow series so i didn't know that they were necessarily uh did you have any issues Uh, i didn't generally i let those vegetables stay in the garden for quite a while. And that bed late season um, had a lot of aphid damage. And that's the reason why I say I, I don't agree with like, they're a pain in the ass for me. Like, you know, I hate them, hate right. them, hate them. And this was a bed that was covered. So to be f- fair, it was kind of out of sight, out of mind. So I didn't intervene. I didn't even really realize that it had happened, you know? So yeah. again, that's probably more on the gardener than it is on the vegetable. Um, okay. So I'm going to move on to pest. And I read this everywhere as one of the pests, rust flies. Um, yeah. I've heard of carrot flies, um, carrot we- weevils and leaf hoppers other than aphids. And I've only had a couple of years of growing carrots other than aphids. I've not had any of these. And as I was digging in, in some places, um, it's more prominent in like really hot and humid areas, some of these diseases and pests. Um, so keep that in mind. Um, if you're new to growing carrots, I definitely would poke around the interweb just to keep in mind if there are any things that you should look out for or as you're growing them, kind of get familiar with how carrots perform in your particular area. Um, disease, I'm going to move on. I'm trying to 
squinch out my zoom out my screen here because I don't have my CNI glasses uh, but I have aster yellow disease which I've never heard of it's a bacteria um, yeah real quick did you see that the shortened and discolored carrot tops and thin hairy roots with a bitter taste that's a symptom and then a couple of notes on controlling it if you have it I'll zip through this um, so it's spread by pests right you know from plant to plant keeps weeds down and invest in control plan for pests such as leaf hoppers who knew again you and i haven't had these issues not to say that other people won't um and the disease which is something i'm very conscious of in my garden like a lot of bugs it has a chance to overwinter um so lastly i have a fungus black canker which sounds so nasty um it does yeah like i squinched my toes up um so this shows up on the shoulders of the carrots um so kind of some discoloration um and it just basically says as far as control and prevention uh, choose resistant varieties um, cover the carrots with soil as far as the carrot tops the shoulders and rotate crops and so i think a lot of these are just kind of it's a good measure to take i don't know if i'd say like these things are like proven that this will eradicate insert that disease right so just keep that in mind like there's almost a grain of salt when it comes to the some of these things um so that's what i got for pests and diseases basic maintenance will help with diseases and pests um you know now I have different pests than you. Oh, good! You have additional yeah. pests. Oh, are you saying that I those have, aren't valid pests? The ones I named? No, I'm not saying that at all. But I have thoughts, and I'll get to those okay. thoughts in a moment. So one is flea beetles, mm-hmm. and then root knot nematodes and wireworms. Hmm. So um, flea beetles leave little holes in leaves, and generally, here's here's my issue. Batavia and I do separate research, mm-hmm. and then. She can use whatever resource she wants. I use whatever resources I want. And then we combine them. Now, I find it interesting that this is, happens a lot, mm-hmm. that you get a, one set of pests, I get a different mm-hmm. set of pests. Now, I've seen flea beetles on like bigger leaves, like um, eggplants get them a lot, yeah. stuff like that. I've had them on um, okras and stuff, just bigger leaves, because carrot leaves are lacy. I would say lacy, mm-hmm. okay. like lace-like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So I don't know necessarily where I sit with that. And nematodes, I mean, damn. Yeah. So these are the things that throw me for a loop when I look at these things. I mean, I guess what I'm thinking is it's good that you know that these are an issue, but just be aware of it. And then you can maybe narrow down based on what we've said. You know, so I hope you have your pens and paper ready. Um, So harvest. Um, some think that, and I, some think is what I added smaller, the better taste. I like bigger carrots. That's just how I am. And, um, you want them as wide as your thumb. Mm -hmm. So I have a pretty big thumb and I wouldn't harvest a carrot when I get that size. I think it's basically whenever you feel like your carrots ready or the size that you want is what I would do. And then you want to harvest before they get too hot though. Now, <clears throat> one thing I'll say is I get a lot of questions. How do I, how do I know when to harvest my carrot? You take your little finger. If you're watching this, you see my little finger, and you dig around the top, and then you'll find the, the shoulder of the carrot, which is the, the main carrot, the top of it, and you can see how wide it mm-hmm. is. 
And then you can get an idea. You're not going to hurt the plant. And I'll go in there and I'll have a big patch of carrots and I'll go in and I'll do a couple. Yeah. You know, I'll do a couple with a lot of foliage and then a couple with small foliage. And interestingly enough, the ones with the smaller foliage are always the bigger carrots. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's very interesting. And just a quick so, note on um, the, the harvesting piece as well. If you didn't thin like me, this could give you an opportunity to pull out maybe some smaller carrots to give some of those other mm-hmm. carrots a chance to kind of spread their wings, if you will. Yeah, and I, I typically do that a lot. I'll go through and I'll thin them. The first time I'll, I'll cut them with scissors and I'll go back and then I'll pull the little ones out and stuff like that and leave, leave the other ones that grow. And it, usually it helps, but sometimes it's too late. Overcrowding them will make them smaller. Um, uses, you can eat them raw, obviously. You can cook them. You can bake with them. Um, you can use them as a sweet a sweetener that can replace for sweetness and stuff. You can make cakes. Uh, juices, that's really good in a juice. Uh, purees. It's another one of those vegetables that you can, if you have children, you can mix into your food and it doesn't leave that crazy of a taste. And as a matter of fact, like I said, it'll make it a little bit sweeter. Mm -hmm. So you can do that as well. Um, But basically eating a carrot is eating a carrot. Yeah. (laughs) So I do want to add one note and I wrote it in your voice. So a bunch of carrot varieties say things like 65 days to harvest, 70 days to harvest. Oh, gosh. And I wrote down, <laughs> I wrote down, many varieties say 70 days, but Ben has shared multiple times that carrots are more like a 100-day crop. Um, and over the last couple of years, that's basically been my experience as well. Um, yeah. After 70 days, you're looking at a really small carrot root. You know, so do as you wish, but it's okay if you're on the 80th or 90th day and you feel like that thing is still growing. Um, But to your point, you know, don't wait until we're in August and and start harvesting, especially for those places that get super hot. If I start mine in April, I'm usually harvesting in July Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and it's like the end of the harvest season. And then I won't harvest. I won't um, sow again until late September. Mm -hmm. I'll usually try to do another one and I'll get a couple that takes, but it's nothing like the first one. Yeah. So, but no, that's exactly right. And if you want a smaller carrot, grow a smaller variety. Mm -hmm, That's mm -hmm. my, you know, so I do Scarlet Nana's carrots and that's a smaller variety. I actually, so, um, what do I have next? Go ahead. You have special, we have special notes. Oh, about I have it. a bunch of special notes. Um, I do too. So, varieties. I didn't realize there was a variety called Littlefinger. And I love all of the vegetables that reference Littlefinger. Uh, so, that definitely is. It's an Anantes type. Uh, that's that's yeah. the spirit of that one and it's more like four inches I really like the idea of if you're looking for something smaller or even earlier go with something that's bred that way versus you know trying to pull out a kind of eight inch carrot carrot younger when it's like four yeah. or five inches um, so a couple of notes here and these are kind of uh, random and I have a whole section I, I noted on variety so I'll come back around to that um, let me see if I can pull up my oh i can't get off of varieties oh no all right here we go sorry um so i already talked about them being biennial um for sure for carrots it absolutely is something that has a lot of uh great nutrition facts i like when you go over that so i'm not going to cover off on that i'll leave that to you (laughs) um for Carrots, um, something to note for storage. And I feel like I agree with this. So I see a lot of people basically taking carrots and leaving dirt on them. 
and storing them like in the refrigerator. And I was reading online that that could lead to them wilting pretty quickly. So cutting the carrot top, like leaving maybe an inch of the carrot top um, on the carrot, washing it up, storing it in a refrigerator, like in your um, um, vegetable bin, Crisper. right? And they keep for a long time. And so I agree with that because that's how I basically get them from the store and the way I store them. Now, those yeah. people that also store them kind of as is, I've seen a lot of people who use like root cellars, which you and I don't have. And I know a lot of listeners may not have. Um, I've seen people do things like in a very, very cool place. Um, so maybe you don't get freezing temps, but maybe your garage is cool. People will store them like in sand kind of as is. So that's a yeah. method. All in all, I'd say carrots are absolutely a long storage crop. Um, and I'm going to stop there because we're coming close to time. Special yeah, so, uses bonus um, information. <clears throat> Very bonus. So as far as if, um, nutrition goes, I know I've always heard that high in vitamin C, high in vitamin C and vitamin A. And that wasn't the case. What I really found that stuck out to me is each carrot has 1.7 grams of dietary fiber. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's that's insane. That one carrot. I mean, you can eat a carrot and a snack. And the reason why that's important is because a lot of people say there's a protein deficiency in our country. But in reality, there is a fiber deficiency. We get plenty of protein. We all eat protein all the time. You're eating milks and dairies and meats and fishes mm-hmm. and all, nuts and all that stuff. And a lot of processed foods doesn't have that fiber. So it's, it's a very good source of fiber. Um, and then the only thing I'll say other than that, since we're low on time, is the biennial portion. So a lot of things that are biennial, if you plant it, and this depends on your climate, but like for me, if I plant it in fall, And I let it sit all the way to spring because of my weather. It gets hot, cold, hot, cold. It tricks it and I can get it to seed in the same year. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that goes with everything that I've planted that's biennial. It'll all do that. So if you can get it to go hot, cold, hot, cold over a period of time within a year, you're going to get you can get seed ahead of time. But remember, the seed's only viable for like a year, roughly. So um, basically... Carrots are amazing. They're so cool. They're so fun to pull up. And oh yeah, one other thing. If the tops of your carrots are green, the shoulder of them, remember we mm-hmm. talked about the shoulder, if you don't go rewind, um, that means the sun's hitting them. So just if you see the shoulder sticking up out of the ground, cover them up with some dirt and you will not have those green shoulders, but you can still eat them if they're green. So it doesn't mean that you have some kind of disease. It just means that it got sun on it. Yeah. And it likes right, the dirt. Everybody. It grows in the in the dirt. So because it's a root crop. It, it's a root crop, so you never know what you get until you pull it. <laughs> All right, everybody. So that is our You Should Grow series. If you are a patron, you will get the next one next week. And if not, then we will see you on Thursday when we talk about I don't know what we're gonna talk about, but it's gonna be really good. I guarantee that. Absolutely it will. But um check out all the links below. Become a patron, help support the show. Thank you so much. And um Ms. Patavia, did you have something you wanted to say? see ya this episode is proudly sponsored by the garden we share from north south books it's an inspiring new picture book written by zoe tucker and illustrated by juliana swaney the number one new york times best-selling illustrator of we are the gardeners by joanna Gaines. this beautiful book 
celebrates the friendship between a young girl and an elderly woman as they plant seeds in a community garden alongside friends and neighbors, waiting for the seeds to flower. A great gift for all ages on sale spring 2022 at a bookstore near you or online. Please visit northsouth.com for more information. To everything, there is a season in this beautiful book about treasured memories and gardening. We hope you enjoyed today's show. Please follow us on YouTube at Backyard Gardens TV. Instagram at Backyard Gardens TV. Over on our website, BackyardGardensTV.com. And then we have Patreon at Backyard Gardens. And don't forget to check out our links below to help the show. Thank you so much for joining us as we learn to grow and grow for change. Cut. Now you know why people feel like celebrating at harvest time. All over the world, people have feasting and good times when the crops have been gathered in. Hey, everybody. Thanks for checking out the Backyard Gardens podcast. If you like what we're doing and you want to continue to support the podcast, head over to our Patreon page to sign up. You can also make a one-time donation using PayPal. Both of these links are in the description. With your support, we can continue growing and helping others in their gardens. See ya. If you guys want some Backyard Gardens gear, go to the link below and check out our t-shirts, mugs, pint glasses, and other gear. All purchases go towards helping to support the show, so thank you so much in advance, and we hope you enjoy. We want everybody to have a garden, and we're going to give you a chance to win free seeds every month. Head over to BackyardGardensTV.com and enter your email address to be entered in all of our giveaways. Good luck! We want you to be a part of our gardening community. DM us a picture of your garden at Backyard Gardens TV on Instagram, and we will share it with our listeners.